If you're talking about it, I'll be talking about it. Dennis Prager here. Join me this morning at 11, right here on AM 560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, a lot of comparisons made by, by people uh, of President Trump to President Reagan. Well, President Trump is comparing and has compared himself several times to President Reagan. I don't think Trump compares favorably as a communicator to President Reagan. No, but but I'll tell you what, he compares favorably with some policies. And frankly, uh, we'll see. But I suspect Supreme Court nominees. uh, Remember, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy, I would say Gorsuch and um, Kavanaugh will turn out to be. considerably more originalist than were Reagan's choices. Uh, of course, uh, Native Son, uh, Tampico, and Dixon, Illinois, Eureka so College. Did you say Tampico or Tampico? I'd say either way. Okay. I'm a Tampico myself, but uh, all right. Uh, Eureka College, where he played football. Oh, yes. uh, we've got a new uh, look at Reagan's journey uh, from Bob Spitz, journalist and author of the book Reagan, An American Journey. Bob, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Dan. Nice to uh, to be here. So um, what stands out to you with respect to Reagan's life and in his kind of formative years prior to his ascent to the presidency or even governor of California? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he was a, he was a humble guy. He came from very humble backgrounds, uh, as you mentioned, Tampico and Dixon. By the way, uh, Amy, <laughs> the people there call it Tampico. <laughs> um, exactly. Thank you, Bob. You know, and he, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he, he came from an incredibly humble background. And he, uh, his father was probably the only Democrat in town. And Reagan grew up, you know, a, uh, a, a fan of Franklin D. Roosevelt and all of uh, his liberal policies. So it, it was a kind of a unique conversion to watch over the course of, uh, you know, nearly uh, nine decades, how this man gravitated from the left to the right and really formed his own impressions of, of government and the country and, uh, and kind of instilled conservatism into the Oval Office. How did his father's alcoholism affect him in his early life in religious faith? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think it alienated him from uh, from the outside world. Because of that, Reagan was very circumspect about making friends. He didn't have many friends as a kid, uh, nor in college. And uh, oddly enough, even in his adult years, he really uh, never never got close to people. I think, um, you know, his not just his father's conservatism, but his mother's real piousness uh, and involvement in their own things kept him uh, uh, separate and apart. And he realized that he had to pull himself up by his own bootstraps. So uh, I, I think that's one of the real reasons for his success. He realized it was all up to him. He had to make it on his own. Uh, and, you know, he, he really succeeded uh, at four very different and difficult professions. Uh, one of my favorite stories about Reagan has nothing to do with his life as an actor or politics, and uh, I wonder if uh, if you're familiar with it. It was actually uh, told, the where I heard it was from Mark Shields, of all people, liberal. Uh, Reagan, when he was a football player at Eureka College, um, they're going to uh, play a neighboring school. Uh, they stop at the hotel that their players are going to stay at overnight before the game the next day. Two, right. two black, <clears throat> two of the players on the team were black. The uh, innkeeper wouldn't allow them to stay. 
So Reagan borrowed money from the coach, and he took a cab back to his home in Dixon with the two players. They had dinner and stayed at his home and then came back the next day for the football game. And just sort of that simple act of being decent to other human beings, standing up when you know something is wrong and standing on the side of people who are being wronged, I thought just said so much about the young man that has nothing to do with politics. And so it tells you about character. Well, that's true. And you've told the story beautifully. That's that's exactly how it happened. Luckily, I was able to talk to some of the people who remembered that that scene. And uh, in the book, I actually put you there on that bus as Reagan uh, confronts the coach and tells the coach he has a better plan for uh, for these two teammates of his. And he does it so gently so that the, the two black kids don't feel like they they're being outcasts. He, he said there wasn't enough room for three of them at the uh, at the hotel. So uh, he included himself. Uh, and really, uh, they took a cab almost 30 miles away so that the boys could uh, really feel like they uh, they hadn't been excluded. It's a wonderful story, and it, it tells you so much about who Reagan was and, and what he would become. And, and, you know, throughout his life, he was violently opposed to segregation. Uh, he never veered from that. So how did he go from, you know, humble upbringing from the Midwest to splashy, flashy California? <laughs> well, you know, he went he went through the really through the heartland. He um, he got a job after school. Well, after school, he didn't know what he was going to do. Uh, and it looked like he was going to take a job at Montgomery Ward. And that would have been the end of the Ronald Reagan story. But he always wanted to be a sportscaster. I mean, it, it wasn't even on his on the horizon for him, but he just decided to follow his dream. So he uh, he, he made the rounds of, of stations in the Midwest. Uh, and in Iowa, he got his chance. He got his foot in the door. And soon enough, he wedged the rest of himself in as well. And uh, within about six months, Ronald Reagan had become the voice of the Midwest. He was on one of the uh, the Clear Channel stations. And uh, people of, from eight states listened to Dutch Reagan, as he was called, every night. Um, he, he did the Cubs games, and he followed the Cubs out to spring training in California and thought, you know, while I'm out here, I'm just going to cruise over to Warner Brothers. And uh, I recreate that whole scene of him driving over there, getting his foot in the door and getting a screen test. And, and boy, that's all she wrote. From your book, I wonder uh, how you would uh, convey Reagan's continuing relevance today. Uh, one thing I point to would be his 1964 A Time for Choosing speech at the the Republican National Convention, because uh, as he pointed out, uh, freedom requires eternal vigilance. And so every generation has its own time for choosing. So that, to me, remains sort of uh, timeless. But I wonder what your perspective is on, on Reagan's relevance today. Yeah, no, I think you're you're right. But I think more than anything, um, and, and it's what draws people to this book right now, is that they're very eager to hear about a time when there was much more civility in Washington. Mm. You know, Reagan was able to reach across the ta the aisle uh, and, and work with Democrats and to compromise. I mean, he fought like cats and dogs with Tip O'Neill, who was the Democratic Speaker of the House. And yet, you know, every evening there was a detente, there was a, a, a ceasefire, and he and, and O'Neill would get together like two 70-year-old Irishmen and 
dip into his liquor cabinet and talk about policy and how they would how they would get policy passed in in the in our government and i think that was the key to reagan's success i mean he he worked with the other side he compromised and got things done women always love to read about uh, great love stories but was his active love life in hollywood what was that like Oh, it was pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> you know, he married Jane Wyman, uh, who was a, an Oscar-winning actress. And when that marriage failed, uh, yeah, Reagan was kind of a studly guy. You know, he was a handsome man. Yeah, as he was you'll, see, you'll see on the cover of the book, it's, it's a, a picture of him when he was, you know, 34 years old. He's, uh, he's looking tanned and muscled, and, and he, was, uh, oh, he made the rounds. But... Once he married Nancy, uh, that was kind of the love affair for ages, and he never strayed. Uh, who should play Reagan in the remake of King's Row? <laughs> uh, you know, that, I hope they never remake King's Row. Yeah, there Row. you go. That's the correct <laughs> answer. Very good. Bob Spitz, yeah. he is a journalist and author of Reagan, An American Journey, the book Reagan, An American Journey. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck with the book. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer.